Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello. Hi. Happy Friday. Welcome back. Welcome to Good Game Nice Try. I'm Sonia, and I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Aaron Blair. I'm going to keep calling you beautiful. I'll take it. Uh, Yeah, happy Friday. What's going on? What are we doing? What's going on? How is your week? What are you playing? What's up? Tell me everything. What do the streets say? (sighs) What are the streets? You're out there on the streets. Am I? What have they been whispering to you? The video game streets. Uh, Well... I've been off the streets and in the cloud. Oh, what's up? I've been doing a lot of a lot of cloud gaming. What uh, is, I've been playing. What does that mean? Well, I got listen. I got this. Uh, I got this Luna controller. It's all it's all cloud based stuff. But I've been playing. I never actually played Katamari. Okay. So I've been playing a little little Katamari reroll. I'm playing Amazing. a little bit of that. Moving out. I think I talked to you about moving out. Moving out so fun. It's so fun. It's so funny. It's just explain ridiculous. it to people who don't know what moving out is. Uh, well, you're moving out. <laughs> <laughs> you're basically uh, how? Where do I start? You you you're hired as this as this mover, and you go in and you you try and just move stuff. I don't know how else to simply. I would say overcooked, but moving furniture rather than cooking. Yeah, yeah, it's very just silly, comedic, ridiculous. I don't know. How you doing? What's up? Oh man, I gotta. I got something to confess. Oh. So I used to do a lot, and I haven't done it in a long time, and I did it again over the weekend. Had human contact. Human, that's right. I, t- I talked to a person. Oh. Um, no. Uh, right now, Middle Earth Shadow of War, which is the sequel to Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor, the Lord of the Rings game, is on sale for 10 bucks. Ooh. And I, it, the first one, for anybody who hasn't played Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor, have you played it? I have not. It's basically, think you played Ark, the Batman stuff, right? Okay, a little. It's like you're Batman, but you're in Elf, elf World. It's like Batman in Elf World is basically how I would say it. That's a good name for a game also. Batman in Elf World. Love yeah. that. Uh, That's the name of my autobiography. Uh, but <laughs> it is so fun. The powers are fun. You get like the 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 skill trees branch you get powerful very quickly. The skills are all awesome. It's got that flow combat system. You're just killing orcs right and left. It's oh, so great. Love it. But here's the thing that I did that I haven't done in a long time. Okay. I bought this game Friday. I played till 6 a.m. on Saturday. Oh my God. I started at 6 p.m., played 12 hours almost straight. Oh my hours. God. Yeah. 
I called you shortly. I'm having a video issue, and you're the video guy. So I I called you moments before we recorded this. That's right. Moments. And you're like, the whole time. Were you playing the whole time we were on the phone? I was. You told me at the very end. He's like, I got to tell you, I'm playing this. Here's the thing. Aaron. I just, (gasps) look, I needed to get in a few minutes. Uh-huh. Uh of Did you progress? Shadow of War. I well, I was fighting this. So the whole thing in this game is you fight these bosses and then eventually you work your way up and you take over a whole fortress. It's kind of the thing. Mm. So I'm fighting like a mid-level boss and you call me. I'm like, I can't stop. I can't stop playing. I got to get this in. <laughs> and I'm fighting Ishgar the Cursed. He's a mystic berserker. And so I'm fighting this dude and I don't want to stop. And so you call me on the phone I'm like, "Hey, how's it going?" And I have like the phone like on my shoulder and I'm playing. And I muted it and I, I'm sitting, by the way, I'm not going to show you because this is a podcast, but I drag my chair so it's directly in front of my giant big screen TV. <laughs> so I'm sitting a foot from the television <laughs> and I am just in, I am fucking Batman and Elf world, man. I am I, in it. I heard and I've it. Got, like, oh, you heard it. I'm like, yeah, I got this video file and uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I tried to open it in VLC yeah. and meanwhile- and I'm like, execution, execution. Just like, there's like orc blood on this screen. And I'm like, be- I beheaded yeah. four people when I was talking to you. And it says, it says eight gigabytes. So like, I think the file's still there. And I'm just but like, like gut. And then I'm like, I shadow strike. And then I do elven rage, which is like you do 35 hits on this big <laughs> battle orc. Just like loading them up with arrows. Oh, it's so sweet. Anyway, at the very end when Sonny and I are talking... So you're kind of like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, there's a container issue and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. I think it just needs to finalize the thing. And I'm just killing. And I get poisoned. They hit me with a grog barrel that's poisoned. Oh. And I'm like, I'm trying to run away. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. I'm like, yeah, why don't you, uh, we might be, why don't you ask Jen if we could be a few minutes late send, for the podcast? Send it to me and uh, blah, blah, blah. And then I got killed. And I screamed on yes. the phone with, with you there's so a lot loud. Of, a lot of things I cannot repeat on this podcast. I think you were honestly like worried for my sanity because I was like, yeah, container issue. All good. Then I'm like, Iskar the cursed. Ah, fuck you mystical. And you're like, whoa, dude, are you okay? I think we lost connection after that. I think we got disconnected. It was kind of strange. Like the timing. I think you hung up. Uh, Rightfully so. Either or, either or. Well, let's, let's just, let's get into it. I was trying so hard not to fangirl nearly as much as I probably was internally during this entire interview, but uh, our guest today is incredible. She is the mastermind behind the Twitch streamer Code Miko, a virtual streamer whose Twitch streams have taken off over the last year or so. And the person behind the tech goes by the technician. So she sat down with us and chatted about what goes into making Miko, the inspiration for the character, all the crazy stuff that happens on her stream, and so much more. So enjoy our interview with the technician. The technician is here. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Oh, my goodness. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. You guys are so cool. I've been a fan of Conan O'Brien <gasps> since he was born. Okay. Whoa, yeah. From a baby. Yeah, from a baby. <laughs> I wasn't born, but like I I actually went to one of you guys' uh Conan's shows, like live shows. Whoa, really? Yeah. Oh, who do you remember who the guest yes, was? Yes, it was 2007, and then was Robin Williams. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's an amazing one to go it to. It was it was amazing. I love it. I 
I love Miko. I am a huge, huge fan. I love your streams. Um, but I need to know, you know, like I've been streaming for a while, but how do I get your energy? Oh my God. Wow. You're streaming like practically daily. You do, you're doing videos, all of the development, everything. How I, How do you? Honestly, how? I don't know where it comes <laughs> from. It's just like once I start streaming, I think it's because I'm very reserved all the other times. And then when I'm streaming, it's like, oh, time for me to just let it all go and be <laughs> wild. So that's kind of like where all I get like my like insane energy. It's honestly so good. So I guess for people who aren't familiar with Code Miko and everything, could you describe your stream and tell us what happens? Because honestly, it's absolute chaos. So yeah, so Miko is a video game character who failed to because she's so scuffed that she failed to be a video game character. So she decided to try Twitch streaming on Twitch. And um, basically the chat, because she's a video game character, has like certain controls over her environment. So they can like blow her up. They can make her fart. They can um, make her speak different languages or start speaking in chicken. You don't trust chat with anything. The, Can't trust chat. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing about Twitch streaming is like yeah. your community has a huge integration to like your content and they can like either make things really hard for you and then when they annoy you or make you angry, that's like even better content for them, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I mean, so I, good. And Sonia, you know, you as well as the technician can, can speak to this more than I can, but you know, you guys have gigantic followings and it must be so cool when they come up with something or they place a piece into the puzzle of that really fun thing you're doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it forms like a sense of community like and that and they really enjoy, you know, feeling like uh well and they are, you know, that this a yeah. whole it's a whole show that's also influenced by them as well as not just the content creator doing everything, but they also have a hand in what happens to the to the show and stuff like that. So I think they really like that and it makes them feel like more of a commu- a unified community. Um yeah. but they love they love annoying me. That's their best content is when I get annoyed. That's when that's when they laugh the most or when I get angry. That's when they're like having the blast. And they're like, please clip this, clip, clip and ship oh it. God. You know? What are what are some of their favorite ways? Like what are their what do they go to when they're like, I know I really wanna oh, like this? They off. love. So I'm like, I'm I'm driving with my interviewer and then we're talking about things. They love muting me. <laughs> especially when it's well-timed like oh, when no. I'm about to say something like reveal something or or tell them something important they mute me and I can't say it for 30 seconds and that's that's when they they love it they love that 30 seconds is a while it's <laughs> a long time especially I've seen them be able to uh make you so you have to talk like a chicken yep and you have yeah, to they love that one too <laughs> Real. They love making awkward moments. That's their thing. That's why I love your stream so much because it takes it to a next level where they are really actually placing stuff in your environment. And they're they're they're, yeah, yeah, they're actually contributing to everything. It's fun. It creates chaos 
and yeah. not, not even ordered chaos. It's it's complete chaos. And I always feel like it's a daycare. <laughs> I'm running a daycare <laughs> for my channel. But so um, yeah, I, absolutely. The interactivity part of it, of my stream is what makes, what surprises me also when I come on my stream and keeps me entertained because, yeah. you know, I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> yeah, it can be very energizing, I think. Now, to both, this is actually a question for, for both of you guys. Is there a moment where that you can remember that really made you laugh, where your communities really added something super fun? I know, uh, I know in, in Miko's stream, I, I've loved the giant fart. There's like a 5,000 bit fart oh, or yes. something insane. <laughs> oh, yes. So I created a whole thing fart simulation game that I, I it's not in my stream Love anymore anymore <laughs> no it's not in my stream anymore <laughs> but back when I was a smaller streamer I had like around 200 300 viewers and they really wanted me to make a fart miniature game for them okay so that's right. when I built the whole like fart spaceship thing and then I had Got like it. weird ones where like She'll fart and create a fart bubble, and like their their job is to make that grow as big as possible before <laughs> popping it. You know, really nasty stuff that my community really wanted. I love it. Well, I mean, you've you've come a, a long way from you know two hundred to three hundred viewers. You're you're absolutely crushing it on Twitch right now, and and everything, and on YouTube and everything. What was uh what was your start on Twitch? Like, how did you even start streaming or get into it? Oh, um, so I started streaming last year around end of March and, um, I kind of, so I got laid off from my job and I have a, I have a background in doing research and development for live animation. So I had awesome. like skill sets to make what I made. And, um, I, I was like, you know, this live animation stuff should go on a live streaming platform like Twitch. So I'm going to invest some money. I got, I put myself into debt, um, and I bought all my equipment and uh, started streaming. Um, I actually got really lucky in that my first clip on my, like that first clip on my stream uh, kind of went on LSF and it got my first 50 viewers. And in Twitch, it's brutal. It's like you get, you're buried. If you're a one viewer, when you first start, you're just buried. Mm -hmm. There's no way anybody can find you. It's tough. Yeah. So just having 50 viewers was like an awesome start for me. And then after that, I just slowly grew my 200, 300 community just through my, you know, whatever someone would come into my stream, they'd be like, I've never seen this before. Um, this is really unique. I've never seen this type of interactive activity before. And so um, that kind of, I think the uniqueness kind of grew my stream to a 200, 300 viewer point. And then I did like a tweet on Twitter that went viral and that got me like, more people and then started and then other streamers started noticing my content and then it started like going like snowballing from there yeah that's awesome and again I, I have to say like I think what I really appreciate about your stream watching it is not just the sense of community because it is a it's trolling kind of it's trolling in the way like you're young, a younger sibling would troll yeah. kind of in that way, you know, it's like, and so I, I just, it feels almost like teasing in a fun way. It's like, okay, well, fine. I'll do this. You know, one thing I love is Miko that I wish I had is Miko has the comments like on her shirt that go across <laughs> her shirt, which is great. But even something like, like that, which feels to, to someone listening might feel like a throwaway. Oh, 
okay, that's cool. It's so awesome to see that in action. I think a lot of like the creativity stuff happens because I have severe ADHD. It's a blessing and a curse, but it yeah. it helps me with ideas though. And like, it helps me when I want to make something crazy for sure. Cause like nothing is cohesive in my channel. Like she suddenly decided to lay a dragon egg. Like what? <laughs> like how does that even make any sense? But it's so good to have that creative freedom. Yeah, true. You know? I love, I love that. I love not working for anybody else. Cause I can just be mm -hmm. like, I can do whatever I want. Well, not true. That's not true. Cause you can't get in trouble, but right. 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 And we don't want to be right. in trouble with Twitch. <laughs> oh. As the technician behind it all, what inspires you? Not just other streamers, but just like in life. One of the biggest reasons why I made Komiko into a video game character, she's an, actually an NPC, so which means that she can fit into any game genre. So like that was fun for me because I'm like a game dev hobbyist. So which means that I have an excuse to make like miniature games for her in like different game worlds, right? So like she can go into a third person shooter world or an RPG world or, um, you know, a Sims world. So gener like, so basically just generally, I would say like games inspired me because I like building games. Like that's like something, a hobby of mine on the side. So, um, but I do have a direct answer for her personality. And oh. yeah, and and um I and I know okay, so this is gonna sound like I'm tooting you guys as horn or something, but no. Um I've like her personality is actually based slightly on Conan. Like, <gasps> yeah, like, I watched so much Conan. You guys have no idea. I watched so much of Conan. But one of the things that I love about Conan is that he's this arrogant boss, right? <laughs> and and like and like I I find that so funny um, that I kind of put I kind of made her like into like a, this arrogant um, like streamer over her chat, you know, uh, and her mods. <laughs> I feel like he would be so honored to hear that. Really? I feel like he would be very happy to hear that. Oh my god, hundred percent. He he's 100%. so funny, like. Him and Jordan Schlansky, that those series are like <laughs> are like one of my favorites. <laughs> oh, Schlansky. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's so funny. People always ask if he's real and he's yes, he's real. I believe it. You can't make that up, right? I'm I have been looking for his technician for a long time. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how it's how it's happened. A walking hologram. I don't know how he was created. <laughs> But uh, yes, it's uh, that's so wow. That's so wow. That's, that's so, so good. good. Yeah, I, I also just like Conan's also very animated, and like mm -hmm. you know when and when he goes and does like his little like I remember one time he was in an interview and he was acting like a bird, a stork on the beach to describe <laughs> his body, and he would just like describe how long his legs were and he would just walk like a stork, and I was like, <laughs> dude, he's so I love the way he animates his body. At the old late night show, he had all of his furniture made smaller. Oh my god! <laughs> so he would look more cartoonish. Really, like all the furniture—if <laughs> you saw it in person—was smaller than you would think. So he could like step over the desk for that exact reason. You know? <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, he is like the person that I look like up to when it comes to like comedic, like comedy, anything. And he's just like really clever, smart guy. So. 
I mean, you can see it. You can see it on your streams. I mean, you are, I mean, it's it's so funny. Miko is hilarious. <laughs> and like the timing, like the comedic timing of every, it's so, so funny. She, she She's, uh, I've never really been uh, like a performer. I've always just been like behind my desk doing like programming and stuff like that. And so like putting myself on, on stream and performing like that is kind of like, is new to me. And so um, I'm, I'm surprised people like watching me, but at the same time, I'm so like grateful that they do. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. I actually started, I mean, before Twitch and everything, I started streaming in 2013, but I was originally in game development. Also, I was learning to code. I That's what I was taking oh, in college. Cool. And I was, I was doing a lot of that behind. So I, I was also kind of used to just like, being on my computer mm-hmm. at home yeah. and not not really getting involved. And when I started Twitch, it was such a I'm like, I've like never been on camera. Like I have no, I have no skills with that at all. <laughs> but it's definitely just come in time. And you know, the fact that Miko has only been streaming for what, a year or so now, it's it's unbelievable. Again, it's so the the comedic timing, the way that your chat plays off of everything, it's it's just it's so entertaining and it's so funny. That is such yeah. a big compliment coming from you guys. You guys are too nice. <laughs> We're just honest. We're just Very honest. honest. Yeah, just honest. Where would you like to see Miko go? I mean, where where would you like to see, like what things, you know, over the past year, um, uh, do you feel like you're going to take, um, you know, w- with Miko and, and head to the future? Where do you see the future oh, of things? So Miko really wants to be part of a AAA game. That's like her ultimate dream. So nice. um, that's like a goal that she needs to reach, right? So I think what I want to push more on in terms of my stream, right now I'm doing a lot of interview content, like podcasts or like collaborating with other streamers, but I want to like do more um, of like her exploring different game worlds in the stream, Ooh. but with chat Very cool. interactivity. So like, for example, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want, I'm, I've been building an RPG world for a long time. So like, it'd be so fun if Miko streams in an RPG world where she fights monsters and chat has to, chat can help her, you know, defeat yeah. the monsters and go on the quest together and stuff like that, where it's more game related and um, there's more gameplay. And that's where I'm going to be expanding. I think. That's so cool. <laughs> Thank uh, is there like, what kind of, I mean, I also don't want to like spoil anything or jump the gun, but like, 
what kind of worlds do you see uh, do you see her exploring? I really want so I started on a Sims world before, <gasps> but I need to like fix it and like actually complete it. But I really want her to visit like the Sims world. And how funny would it be if like you know she's swimming in the chat like gets rid of the pool ladder, right? Stuff that <laughs> stuff that you do to your Sims, right? Or like she's in the room, she wants to go to the bathroom, and then they delete the door. You know, or they put her in a like a small wall, walled space. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. I think would be really fun. Um, that's like something that I want to do in the future. Um, currently, right now, I'm working on a slight uh, GTA type of a game where Miko can go drive, kind of like carpool karaoke. Oh man, mixed like with the interview person next and like we're going it's gonna be chaos yeah we're going to destination but like like chat has control over like what happens as they drop (laughs) oh no yeah yeah so i'm really excited about that one that one i'm actually currently working on oh that's so cool that was that's gonna be insane and i i again i love the sims idea too of even just like interacting with like Oh, if there was like another sim and they're like building a relationship yeah. or something. So, so funny. I, yeah, that's, that would be insane. Oh, I'm really <laughs> excited for that content too. It's going to be crazy. Uh, like think, cause sims in itself is a sandbox. So like, you know, put chat into it, then it gets even more chaotic. It's like Twitch plays Pokemon, but just the, the next level of yeah. interactivity. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's insane. <laughs> It almost feels like um, that CBS show Big Brother, but it almost, it almost like involved with the chat. You know, it's kind of like place a, all Pokemon those people, meets Big Brother. <laughs> yeah, kind of, because it's like if everyone was in this house, Miko's in this house with these other, you know, and then the chat's kind of controlling what happens. Yeah. Right? I love I love this meta thing of like like Miko getting to be in a AAA game and then coming back to her stream to report on it. Like how it's going, you know, that like is, that experience. Yes, that is what I really would think. Like, I think that would be so fun, right? If so like, fun. especially if it's like a RPG or something where she, um, it's like a storyline or whatever, then it's almost like, you know, she's done for the day and then it's like, she talks about it, you know? And yeah. people are like, what was that like? You know, like what, why did like, and they can ask questions like you would to um, people like you would do when you want you read a book or watch a movie, right? And like totally, you know, something yeah. happens to characters, and you want to know how they felt about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like an be it's like being an actor, yeah, and going and like working on set, and then you come home and you're streaming, and people are like, "Oh, how did it go?" Yeah, and you can actually have that interactivity with it. Yeah, that that's like a dream. That would be awesome if we can get I could see to it. that point. There's also you know kind of things where. Uh, like technical issues with Miko where if she's crossing her legs for a long time, things have to, you know, oh, yeah. things kind of get like glitching and stuff, which is stuff that, you know, I don't, I guess I have to deal with too. If I'm crossing my legs for a long time <laughs> and my hips are going to hurt and that stuff as well. So, I mean, honestly, I, my hips hurting is a real life problem. <laughs> I feel it. And especially again, like you're streaming constantly you're streaming all the time and uh yeah I guess I didn't really ask about like the technical aspect of it because you're in oh my god you know this this insane suit and you have so much how do you pee I can't pee I cannot pee I can't pee (laughs) it's the it's the hardest thing 
it, wow. I, can, I, I, I need to get a catheter or something. I, I need to get ask. a diaper. I don't know. I have to hold my pee for the whole stream. Oh my God. I, wow. Yeah. And then I've dealt with some health issues because of that recently, actually. Um, but yeah, it's, I've, I'm, I gotta get used to just taking off the suit. Cause the thing is, is that it's a, it is like once you have the suit on, you get everything adjusted and then you don't want to take it off because if you take it off, right. that it, you lose your viewers, you lose momentum and, you know how you know how difficult it is to take a break during streams, right? Because it affects, you know, mm-hmm. the flow, your numbers, and yeah. all that. And then so I I don't drink water. I just it's bad. I don't recommend oh, no. it. I I started <laughs> to drink water though, and I started to just be like okay with just taking it off, and also like um, having my streams smaller too, like shorter too, because I used to do six hours of not drinking water and not oh my God. being, and that was too much. That's wow. brutal. Yeah. It was, that's, it was too much. <laughs> Maybe if we, if we get Miko set up as like a, like a character, like you can go and take off the suit and maybe Miko exists and chat can just kind of like do whatever they want, you know, adjust her and do anything. And you can kind of run off. And go pee and yeah. come back, you know? Yeah, I was thinking about like, like an intermission. Yeah, I was so I actually built something called I have to I have to put it in my stream. It's like I, I built something called the fight club where chat can come oh. in and fight each other um oh. through AI. <laughs> and uh yeah, and I showed it on my stream a couple of times, but I haven't actually integrated it to our main project yet. But I'm like I'm seriously like I think that might be my first priorities because of this like issue that I have with just yeah. peeing and uh, going to the bathroom oh. or taking a break. You deserve to pee. I deserve to pee. <laughs> You're right. And drink and drink water. I deserve it. I think so. 2021. It's You've earned true. it. It's 2021. <laughs> you deserve to pee. Yeah. So wait, can you talk a, a bit more about when you come up with these great ideas like? In, in like a fight club with, you know, AI with the chat. What does it take from, what's the, what's the life cycle? Oh my God. So yes. you come up with this idea yeah. and then kind of, yeah. Could you take us through that a little yeah, bit? Yeah. So, um, Okay, so it all depends on what I'm making or what's being developed. Something like Fight Club is something that I built a while ago, and I just need to implement it. So that is, that, but that's all my time. And if I could just have like a day to just do that, then I could do it. But I never have just a day. So um, a lot of times things actually get with me, things get made, but I don't have time to fully implement it. And so we we have a lot of these like projects that are like, okay, we have a lot of these, like tri- I'm making a trivia thing that's actually almost done. That's like 99% done, but I need to implement it. So um there's like, there's a backlog of things that I need to um, just push forward. But when it comes to like the life cycle of it, it depends on what it is. So if it's a small interaction, like blow me go up, that's like one day, you know, next day you'll have it. It's like a few hours, right? Of a developer's time. But when it comes to like making a, like a bit, like a, a whole mini game, um, like trivia with its own like game systems or, um, like the GTA or GTA style driving type stuff that that can take like a few months. Um, mm. 
so yeah, it it all depends on like what we're trying to make, but we definitely it definitely takes us longer than it would uh, like a typical dev would be. Yeah. yeah. Well, you do have a lot going on. Yeah. You have a lot of stuff going yeah. on. And I think, you know, what a lot of people um, would be surprised to learn is that, uh, you know, you're a one-woman show for a long time. Yeah. Like you did that all was of hard. this. All of this, which is yeah. which is an incredible. Um, but I guess, was it more recently that you kind of brought more people on yes. to help you yes, out? Yes, yes. Because I realized that I, I couldn't sit and dev anymore. And... Um, there's been a like since I grew, there's been so much more administrative work that I had to do and more like oh, yeah. um more like content creations, meetings, uh getting everything organized and you know, planning content for the next and it's like all these what is surprising is that there's just a lot of tiny little things, but there's a million of them. And yes. so it adds up. Yeah, and then so like I'm always, I'm always feeling like I'm never getting anything done, but I'm always doing something and I'm, oh, I never also, I also never have time. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been, I've been delegating my tasks a lot now that I've got a team, but, yeah. uh, it's definitely still like, I can't just sit and death like three days, you know, right. like that's hard for me to do. I also, I often feel like it's kind of like, I don't know if you two feel this way, but my life in many ways feels like I'm trying to download like 16 files at once and they're all just slowly queued up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I get to work on this project. Oh, it's loading just a little bit. Yeah, okay, now that's I'm me. This oh, it's loading. That's yeah, me. right. That's and you just, yeah. For I should just download one thing yeah. at a time and then yeah. you're done. But I can't. You can't. Because yeah. there's a mil- there's a million things going on now that you have oh, to keep China. track of and you have that's to true. give time to like every single one of them a little bit it's at tough. a time every single day um yeah. i i sometimes i just want to kind of go back to my cave and like you know just make my stuff sometimes this is why sometimes i wish i had like a like a month where i can just be a cave troll and just make things and then come and then and then have a whole like look at all this new shit i have you know everything's finally here everything that i've been talking about for the last three months is finally done and it's here and we can all play with it um yeah yeah for sure i know it might i well just to say it might not feel like it when you're in it and you have your head down and you have like a hundred million other things going on and it might not feel like you're getting a lot done but I'll tell you from the outside, like you're kicking ass. Oh, obviously. thank you. And I think any anyone would say the same thing. You you're absolutely crushing it. Oh my god, thank you. You deserve to pee. You deserve, deserve to, to pee. pee. As long as you pee, if you make time to pee. I do absolutely enjoy everything though. Like even even mm-hmm. though even though I'm a bit more spread than nowadays, I still get to, you know, I still get to make things like make things and um. And make things more efficiently now because I have a team, right? So the the good side is, is that you know it's it's much more efficient, and um, you know I'm still growing, and then my I want my team to grow even bigger so I can produce content faster, so we can see these all these cool things faster, um, and just overall have fun, you know. You're so yeah. I Aaron, I you're so cool. What? Whenever I look over to your webcam, you got this ray of shining smile. I bow to your coolness. I bow to your coolness. (laughs) Um, Well, I think, you know, I'm sad to say, but I think we're almost out of time. We love to end every podcast with talking to our our guests about their 
best game and their worst game, their favorite game, just to them hmm. and the game they despise the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonia, what do you think? Do we start low, go high? Oh, you know, I feel like we could end on a high note. Let's right. maybe we can start with a game that you just didn't. It didn't hit it for you. It just wasn't, wasn't it? Hmm. So the worst game that I played? Mm-hmm. Let me think. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Oh, I, okay, wait. I might get flack, but I, <laughs> I hated Rust. Okay. Everybody was all into Rust. I hated Rust so much. Did you try it out? Did you do yeah, like an Yeah, everybody was playing Rust and I was like, okay, I'll join. And then I tried it <laughs> and I I couldn't get into it. What didn't you like about it? Um, I think it's because I came in too late. So like everybody already uh-huh. had teams and everybody already had like their their cliques. And then I was coming in trying to fit in and I couldn't fit in. <laughs> oh. I've come in late to games too and totally missed the boat. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That's like, kind hey of guys. just. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk great. Let's talk great games. Mm-hmm. I love. Uh, I, I love The Sims. Yes. Yep. I love sandbox games. I love The Sims. I like. I like building things. So naturally, I like Sims. I like the Roller Coaster Tycoon, and I, I'm a big yes. boomer, so it makes sense, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so good. Um, which which Sims? Like, what did you play the most? Sims three, because yes. it was open world. And mm-hmm. um, I know people are gonna be like, "You're not a real gamer." True. <laughs> kinda, For playing the Sims. True. A real, or loving the Sims. Real gamers play like competitive games. No, no. I actually there's one because I'm a giant boomer and I'm also Korean. There is one game that I played a lot, and it was StarCraft Two. Nice. Yes. So that that makes me a real gamer. <laughs> <laughs> I still think The Sims counts. I still think The Sims. Oh, counts. Sims definitely counts. Okay, hundred yeah. percent. I love this. Yeah, hundred percent. I also love like the Final Fantasy series. Oh, nice. Ooh. Yeah, I love Japanese RPG. So um, I really like the old Final Fantasy Seven, Final Fantasy Eight. Actually, I'm a bigger fan of like the older Final Fantasies than the mm. um, the newer ones. Um, except for the remake, obviously, because the art and like the art direction for that was insane. Insane. And Final Fantasy VII Remake is using the same game engine that Komiko is on as well. Whoa. Yeah. Very cool. I know. The, oh, my God. The new Final Fantasy. I played it a little. It's stunning. Yeah. Stunning. It's, ass- so, it's so pretty. It's so pretty. It's wild. And I was just like, like, I could barely play it because I keep getting like, oh, I keep just looking at it. <laughs> just yeah, like, ah, right? Take, like, attacked. I'm like, it's just, whoa. It's just, it's, uh, it's graphics porn. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. And it's smooth. Yeah. It's, it's it's smooth too. Like the, it, it really is. Yeah. Like, I got to say, it's a, it's a fun gaming experience. Yeah. The sure. rendering is so great. Oh, I never, I never got into Final Fantasy, but I feel like I'm, I'm getting sold now. You need to play Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, it's such... what's the order? Is there like one that I should play first? I or mean, like something I should play. You know, it's hard to play the older Final Fantasies because of is it didn't age. In my opinion, they aged great, but it's more uh. like a, you know, because of I, I love those games, but. Uh, it's harder for... Is it like a nostalgic yes, thing? Yes, it's a huge oh, okay. nostalgic thing. Um, I would say Final Fantasy VII Remake's a good, great start. <laughs> yeah. 
I was never a Final Fantasy. We did, I had to play a lot of Final Fantasy 15 for when we did the Clueless Gamer with Elijah Wood. And I that was saw my first that. Experience. I saw <laughs> yeah, that. that. Was, that was that so was, funny. Conan was getting so frustrated. I thought it was so hilarious. Oh my gosh. That was a real thing, by the way. All the devs were in that the hallway so and there was no funny. other way out of the room. That's, oh my God. I would have loved to be I, there <laughs> with the devs. Yep. I know. Sonia, I don't know if you saw, but we, with Elijah Wood, so we played for three hours and the whole time Conan is like ripping on Final Fantasy yeah, 15. Yeah. And then at the very end, this is real, we were going to leave and he's, and he's, and I was like, oh, the game devs are in the hall. He's like, have oh. they been watching the whole time? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, what? <laughs> so yeah, that was a fun thing. But you could start with Final Fantasy 7, Sonia. I say, I say do it. I'm going to have to. I, it's going to have to. Beautiful game. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. This was such an honor, such a pleasure for us. And of course, everyone out there, please check out twitch.tv slash CodeMiko. It is a blast. It is the most fun you will have on a stream. Uh, and thank you so much for coming. This is, a, this is an honor. Yeah, thank you, so, Aaron. This is such a, thank you so much for having me. Seriously, this is like, I can't believe I'm on Team Coco. So thank you guys for inviting me. Thank you to the technician. I love, I'm in such awe of the technician and all that stuff. Also, it's so cool to hear like that Code Miko was inspired by Conan's movements. I've always thought of him as like not really existing, like a hologram, you know? And that's why I keep trying to try to touch him, but it just my hand goes right through. <laughs> just it. goes right through. Yeah. Although he when he punches me, it's solid. So I don't know how that works. Maybe it's hard light. Maybe that's what he's got some hard light technology. There's some science there that I don't quite understand. But yeah, the tech <laughs> is insane. The tech is so cool. And I'm so excited to see the future of that. Thank you again to the technician for joining us today. And make sure to check out uh, Miko's streams on Twitch at twitch.tv slash code Miko and on YouTube as well at youtube.com slash code Miko. So uh, after you go and check out Miko, don't go anywhere else. Don't go too far because we have more video game goodness coming right up. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. All right, so here's the deal. A few weeks ago, we had Olin Rogers from Final Space on to talk about what games he rage quit. And earlier, you you were saying, Sonia, you've gotten a little bit into Katamari Damacy. Mm -hmm. And weirdly, that is a game that I have rage quit. What? Isn't that it, weird? It's kind of calming, though. It is and it's not. So for people who don't know, and please tell me everybody knows Katamari Damacy. Katamari Damacy is, the idea of this game is, 
you are uh, rolling things up. You're you're sticky, and you can roll things up that you are a little larger than. So you start very small, and there's a room full of all this, you know, dust bunnies and like lint. And as you roll over it, you get you get to be a larger ball. And as you get to be a larger ball, you can roll up larger things. And eventually, you can roll up things like cars, and then a bunch of car- and then houses, and then Scott, you know, you just become bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's really fun. And there's a time limit. How it works is every level, there's a time limit and you have to get a certain size, mm-hmm. right? You're also like simultaneously trying to uh, make this strange like space daddy king uh, happy with your achievements. I used to call my dad space daddy king. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think you're trying to replace the stars in the sky if I'm not, mm-hmm. if, I'm, if I could be totally wrong. No, right? you're right. I, I actually, so when I was playing it earlier, um, the one we were rebuilding uh, cancer. So the the whole level was just crab. <laughs> it was tiny crab, big crab, people sitting at a table eating and just more crab. I love it. So uh, seeing this weird mashup of like match sticks and there was like a like a, a water gun and like other tomatoes and stuff building into this weird crab like a, a situation. It's an experience. But what what makes you rage quit about it? Well, because it's there's a point at which at the end of every level of Katamari Damacy. So the idea is, again, you want to be a certain size in a certain time limit. So you have two and a half minutes to be to become, you know, 200 meters in diameter or something. There's this thing where, I don't know if this happens to you, but for me, the time is getting shorter and shorter. And I like, I know I can't get that big. There becomes a point at which like, I know I can't get that big and I'm trying. Not with that attitude. Thank you. But I'm trying everything I can. And it's just, I start to like really panic. It's this weird, it makes me crazy anxious. Like it's the same feeling. Okay. Did you see gravity with Sandra Bullock? I don't know. I didn't. Okay. There's a point in gravity. Do you know what it's about? Gravity? Yeah. Okay, good. There's a point (laughs) at which she's floating in space and it's in the trailer and, you know, in space, you can't push off of anything. And she's trying to grab this handle. Oh, no. And she's sliding right by this capsule. And it's just like, it's six inches away, but she can't. That's giving me she, anxiety. She, thank you. Okay. That's how I feel. That's the exact <sighs> feeling I feel when the time is almost up in Katamari. And I'm just like two meters too short. And there's nothing else I can stick uh, to myself to make it bigger. Isn't that awful? That is kind of an awful feeling. And Did I, I just ruin that game for you? You might I'm have. Sorry. I don't think I'm ever going to play it again. No, Listen, I re no. I rebuilt cancer. I picked up some crabs and now I'm out. Like that's I can't I can't go back. But so it would make me so anxious. Oh. And I know I'm insane for everyone listening. I know I'm insane and I'm sorry. And Jen is laughing and I'm insane. I know. But it would just be that thing of like just out of reach and I would ju- I would just get really upset and I I'd just angry it. and throw my controller. I can yeah. see it. No, I can see it. I'll I'll agree with you. It is stressful because you're rolling. Yeah, because I'm like, I picked up all of the crabs. Yeah. What else right. do you want? Right. There's nothing larger than me that I can absorb to make you happy. Thank you. There's no more crabs, dad. Dad. Get off my back. Space dad. Sp- <laughs> Space dad. Space daddy. Sorry I couldn't fill your sky with stars, dad. I'm not good enough. Thanks. Now, now we got to end it, dad. Getting out of here. And that's it. That's all we have. That's all we have for this week. So uh, if you have any questions, video game requests, do you want a video game prescription? Do you also want to complain about crabs and space daddies and everything else in between? I don't know. 
don't know what's on your mind, but at good game, nice try. Just hit us up on Twitter or use hashtag GGNT and we will see your beautiful faces next time. Good Game, Nice Try is produced by Jen Samples and Nick Liao. Our executive producers are Joanna Solitaroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Engineering by Will Beckton with engineering and sound design by Chester Guazda. Music by John Danik. Take that, Dad. Thanks, Dad. This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 